All right, it's good to be alive. Welcome to Hey, I Know a Guy podcast. You are listening to David and the Giants, Highway to Heaven. Here's a fact. First time they ever sang this song live was right here at New Life in Maslin. They said, Pastor Blaylock, my dad, this song we have, we wrote it. It's a little rocky. Dad said, play it. Young people went crazy. This song still rocks. Amen. All right, we're so thankful that you've tuned in this week. Man, I'm excited. So one of the first things that we like to start off with every week on our podcast is what I call the Dude Devotional. And we are in production right now for a little jingle just to make it a little more special. And I'm excited for that to come out of production here in the next few weeks. But let me just go ahead and get started on our Dude Devotional. I'm excited for this podcast, so bear with me. Um, it's, it's quickly becoming my favorite time of the year. And those of you that know me probably think it's fall. I like to hunt. I like to fish and probably thinking it's about deer hunting, but no, it's, it's about that springtime now that's becoming my favorite from about mid April to the end of May. When the strutters are on the prowl, I find myself obsessed with what hunters call the chase few years back when I began to first hunt, I was introduced to turkey hunting with my dad. Dad was not a big turkey hunter, but I convinced him that we needed to go out. So we left one early morning for the hunting grounds and was in a hurry. And in our haste, we forgot to bring our decoys. I had never been before turkey hunting and wasn't aware of what I was getting myself into. We set up, dad let off that call. And not far from us was a turkey, was a gobbler, and it began to go off, and I was hooked. From that moment on, the addiction to turkey hunt began to run in my veins, and I just loved it. It was on a morning hunt at a farm that I had visited before with my buddy Brent. I had missed a couple of turkeys in haste and and, uh, not really being patient enough. And uh, we got to the farm that early spring morning while the sun was still sleeping. Took us about 15 minutes to get from the truck where we parked to the spot along the field on the wood line where we were setting up. We placed out our decoys. We got ourselves settled in, all ready to go, and we waited. But not for too long. It felt as if the entire woods and the fields began to shake with the song of that big tom like somebody had exploded a mortar right in front of us and the reverberation of that thing went going off. My heart started racing. I got nervous, got anxious. He began to sing his song as loud as he could. We began to notice he was getting closer and closer, and the closer that he got, the more I began to shake and my heart began to beat even faster. He was giving his best strut right to the decoy. Then all of a sudden he got silent. Now, being a rookie turkey hunter, I got a little bit more nervous because I was like, okay, I blew this, something's happened, I've moved, I've done something. But those of you that understand, he was more, that turkey was more uh, being silent because he was on a beeline like a laser right to those decoys. So here he comes. From my left to my right, I could see him. 
Brent's over there saying, shoot him, shoot him. And I'm being patient because I've already missed some, and I don't want to miss this one. I've put the chase on, and I I wanted to finish the brace. Boom. Down goes Frazier. It was after the shot, and Brent jumped up in excitement and ran to the turkey, and I tried to get my big self up as fast as I could, and we got to the bird, you know, we're bird, and we're all excited and high-five and everything. Walking out of the woods that morning, bird in tow, and I thought to myself, now I understand why guys love to do this. I always could understand why guys love to chase, to hunt trophy bucks because of big antlers and bragging rights. And, and I, I could see, though, how turkey hunting now can totally capture a man because of the game, the chase. That moment, walking out of the field that day, climbing up the hill to get back to the parking spot, I knew I was hooked in the world of thunder chicken fever. In the span of the 30 minutes that it took to bag this bird and throw it over my shoulder, the seductive sounds of the gobble and the yelp had saturated clear to the marrow of my bones. When entering the woods to chase a tom, I never know the outcome. I have been out many times and not even heard a gobble, but still enjoyed myself because of the chase. You got to understand, I will get up at 3.30 in the morning and spend the day battling the humidity, the ticks, and the likelihood of coming home empty-handed to look in the face of my wife, her saying, why do you do this? Just to experience the drama of a journey with no guaranteed outcome because I enjoy the chase. I am convinced that the secret of why Countless numbers of men become so uninterested in the idea of church has to do with the fact that they see the Christian faith as devoid of the chase. A.W. Tozer once said that we have reduced God to someone who will never surprise us, never astonish us, never overwhelm us, nor even transcend us. You have to sometimes look at your personal faith journey with Christ as a hunt of a lifetime. That constant sense of adventure alive in your own life can have a fast transforming effect on you and the people around you. You gentlemen that are out there, ladies that are listening, that that understand the chase of a hunt, you know you'll spend years chasing after that big buck or, or years chasing after that elusive tom. The chase is important. Jesus never once called us to be predictable. He never called us to live a boring life under a steeple somewhere. He calls us to have a relationship, and every relationship that you'll ever have has ever-changing dynamics. When you take the time to work on your relationship whether it's with your spouse or friends, it never is the same day to day. It changes. It should be no different in your relationship with Christ. Every day, looking for something new, seeking for something new, a new blessing, a new revelation, a deeper uh, relationship with Christ. Chase after him. It's the chase, it's the hunt, it's the surprise with God that just gets better and better every day. 
we should forever be on a quest to experience the astonishment of God's great surprises, the chase after finding more of God. Man, I am excited today for this podcast, and we have a good friend that is calling in for us today. He is the CEO of Eberhardt Landscaping. It is Bill Eberhardt himself. Hey, Bill, how you doing, sir? Man, I'm doing fantastic. How are you, Pastor Keith? I am doing good. Hey, I appreciate you being on today, and I uh, appreciate you coming on and giving us your knowledge. Uh, give us a little background on uh, Eberhardt Landscaping, how you got started, and where you guys are at today. Okay, so we we I started the business my last year in high school, which was 1987, with a van and two mowers. Um, and we had eight accounts or so. And that year, um, I was awarded the Eagle Award in scouting. Wow. And so I had a gentleman that took me to the, I guess you would call it the regional banquet. And he goes, what are you going to do in life, Bill? And I said, well, I think I'm going to start a landscape company, a lawn maintenance business. And so he said, I'll tell you what, once you get two years under your belt, he goes, I'd like you to come see me. And so, you know, I always remembered that. Yeah. And so we were doing smaller jobs, smaller projects. And I said, you know what? Two years is up. I'm going to come see this gentleman and, and, and go and talk with him and see what he has to say. He said, Bill, he goes, I'd like you to talk to my vice president. We'd like you to bid all the great northern banks in this area. Well, back then for an 18-year-old kid to get into commercial work was really, <laughs> really tough. Wow. And so I met with the vice president, and he said, uh, he said, Bill, we've had the same company for 15 years. He goes, I don't know why Mr. Volt is getting a price from you, but whatever Mr. Volt says, we do. And so I turned in a bid, and before you know it, I picked up like a half a dozen Great Northern Banks. Wow. And that was kind of my start. And from, from there, um, We've been fortunate to grow the company to about 27 employees, and right now we have 22 vehicles. That's yeah. amazing. From a van and two mowers to that, that's incredible. What What are some of the things, if um, somebody's listening to the podcast and looking, what are some of the things that you all provide, some of the services? Okay, so the main thing that we are after is uh, lawn maintenance, and that would be mowing, trimming, mulching, trimming of shrubs, weeding of beds, and doing snow and ice control as well. And um, those are our main two things. We do do landscape installs, but 85 to 90% of our work is in the maintenance department. Okay. Very nice. So if somebody, if you could give some advice to somebody that was starting off uh, some type of a small business, uh, what's the biggest asset that you found for you guys that work that sustains your successful growth in the business? Well, I would I would say a couple different things, but I would say the number one thing is I honestly feel God has given us favor um, over the years in guiding and directing our business. And I want to give you an example of that. In 2004, I brought in a consultant and. I had made up in my mind I was going to do landscape installs, hardscape projects, 
and do away with all the maintenance. Okay. Okay. And he walked in my office and he said, Bill, he said, why would you want to get rid of the maintenance? He said, if we ever get in a recession, your maintenance is your reoccurring revenue. And what I mean by that is that's ongoing money that's going to be at your mailbox every week, every month, every year, continually doing work for the same customer. He goes, if you do a landscape project, he said, then you got to go sell another landscape project. Then you got to go sell another landscape project. He goes, well, if you're working for the same customers over and over and over, he goes, that's going to really, really help you out. And so obviously in 07, 08, we hit a little hiccup. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, I think if we would have went that avenue I originally was going to go, um, we, we might have had a tougher road. But we stayed in the maintenance and built that, and that got us through that really tough time. That's awesome. What a great piece of advice that guy gave you. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah, very smart. Grass is going to continue to grow. Someone's going to have to maintain it. Co- correct. Yeah. Correct. And that was you know, in the recession, that was one of the last things people cut. They, they always said, well, hey, we're going to be in business. We're not going to spend it on a big landscape project this year, but, you know, keep our shrubs trimmed for our new customers. Keep yeah. our mowings lined up. So, yes, that's correct. Very good. So, I, I've got a few. I was telling you earlier um, our conversation that I have some, some young men in my life that are starting out a small business wanting to get businesses started and you being a successful entrepreneur yourself, if you was to give some of these upstarts, these young guys that have this you know, drive to start a small business, what would be some of the advice that you have learned to give them to get started? Um, a, a couple of things. One is continually trust God and pray about things. You know, we've come up against some really tough decisions over the years not knowing which direction to go, and, and that's been a plus. And the, some of the other things I would recommend on that too, uh, Pastor Keith, is build a great team and mentor and a group of mentors around your business. Okay. Um, I've been very, very fortunate to have a lot, a lot of people way smarter than I am in my firm and also mentors I've looked up to and talked to. Um, and, and that's been huge. And then I'd say the third thing would be, is, and I kind of touched base on it earlier, whatever type of business you build, try to build it. And this is just, you know, from my experience, is where you have reoccurring revenue coming in or a membership to your company. Something that you're not having to resell something over and over and over to new customers you can do that and that's okay, but try to keep some existing customers where you can stay right in front of them and grow your business with them. Very good advice. I like that a lot. Well, brother, I'm so thankful that you came on today for this interview for, Hey, I know a guy. And uh, if somebody ever asked me, Hey, do you know somebody who's in a lawn care or snow removal? Um, I always send them to you and I always give them and say, Hey, call this guy. He's a, he's a, he's a good man. Very honest and he'll take care of you. And um, very thankful uh, for your friendship. Very thankful for you coming on here today, man. I appreciate it very much. Well, well I appreciate it. And, I, and um, I'd be more than happy to help anybody out out there. 
In fact, I'd love to give my cell phone number. If anyone ever has any questions or concerns or would even like to meet for lunch, um, I, I love helping young entrepreneurs. Well, go ahead. Let's let's give a little plug. Uh, give us the website address, and you can go ahead and give that number. And if anybody needs to get a hold of you, where can they, they reach you at, Bill? Yeah, best number to reach me is 330-715-4092. And, and once again, there's there's no dumb question. There's, you know, anything that any young entrepreneurs out there would need some help on. Um, I've, I've been around the corner a few times. I'd be, be glad to help. That's awesome. I appreciate that. Well, man, you have a great day today, and uh, thank you again, and I'll see you soon, okay? Thank you, brother. Appreciate All right. it. All right, buddy. Bye-bye. All right, bye. All right, what a great podcast. Man, I'm so thankful for everybody tuning in. I hope this was great for you today. You know, one of the things somebody asked me, why did you start the podcast? I had an elder in my life tell me I needed to get something like this started and kind of felt like it for a while. And so we got things going and what, what led us to this, Hey, I know a guy was in my line of work as a pastor, been in the same area for my entire life. Um, you'll have church members or friends that'll ask you, Hey, do you know a good plumber or do you know a good electrician or do you know a good car salesman or a good place to eat or a good place to do this or that? And you learn and make friends over the years and so they'll say, hey, do you know a good mechanic? I said, yeah, hey, I know a guy that could help you out with that. Uh, I was reminded just this weekend, my next-door neighbor, very, very sweet family, uh, was wanting to put a cement patio in on the back of their house. And uh, I said, hey, I, I know a guy. He did some work at the church, and he's done some work at my house. He's very good. I said, give him a call. I gave him the number. She came out, was talking to me. Uh, on Saturday, was so thankful, so grateful that uh, I gave her this contact of this guy that I know. I'm very serious when I tell you that I know a guy that can do more for you than put in a concrete patio or fix a timing belt or give you a good deal on tires. When I tell you that I know a guy, his name is Jesus Christ, he can change your life. He can make a difference in your life. Jesus can, he can make a real difference in your life. I've seen many, many testimonies alive today that would tell you if it had not been for God. So my point of this whole podcast is to bring you some, some good people with business mind or talents or hobbies that you might be interested in, but also to introduce you to a man by the name of Jesus Christ who can change your life forever. So thank you for tuning in this week to Hey, I Know a Guy. We've got a couple of things in production, some little different podcasts on Hey, I Know a Guy that, that are going to be a lot of fun. So please tell your friends, keep hitting that like button, button on the Facebook and keep checking back for what we got going on. All right? Do something good today, this day that the Lord hath made. Go ahead, David and Giants. Take us out.